the heart of Shasha. Pulse 95. A story to tell. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. And uh, this hour, we are going to be talking the Sharjah International Book Fair. It is going to be opening tomorrow. It is so exciting. There is so much going on. Zora Qureshi, the director of Al Rawi, she is with me. And in just a moment, she's going to be revealing to us uh, some of the biggest names uh, in the literary world, amongst them poets, chefs, authors, diplomats even. Uh, she's just revealed another name for me just now, uh, which is very, very exciting, just being confirmed. And I have a feeling more to come as well. Uh, you are going to be hearing all... All of the names first, right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95 with a story to tell. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Hello, Allah. We are talking books this hour on Life Beats and uh, welcoming back into the studio. We have with us uh, none other than Zora Qureshi, the director of Al Rawi Restaurant. Hello and welcome. Hello. So great to have you back. Um, Sharjah International Book Fair is happening tomorrow. It is. Are oh you my excited? Gosh. I'm super excited. I can't believe the lineup that they've got Me neither. coming this year. Um, but you guys at Al Rawi Restaurant, you're... Uh, First of all, this gorgeous, beautiful cafe restaurant place. <laughs> Everything. You, you so many things. <laughs> it's not called Adrawi for nothing. No. It's called Adrawi. It means the storyteller. Absolutely. Uh, because that's a, a really central part of, of what you do there. You do great food, but you do books as well. We do. And We're essentially a bookshop first. Are you? Yeah. Is that how you call it? I think so. I think now when you come in through the door, you see the books. Um, and now with our book signing week, you'll realize that it's kind of the cultural... I wouldn't go as far as saying Waterstones, but the cultural bookshop of Sharjah where you got everything under one roof. You're right. Um, now that I think about it, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. But you've lined up the most extraordinary uh, number of authors coming through your doors at Arawi. People can come. They can listen to them, tell their stories. They can buy the books. They can get them signed and meet these amazing authors. They can. I love this. You don't understand how. <laughs> Let's just talk about the fact that when you meet authors of great books. Yeah. That's that can be a life changing moment. I think so, because when you've read their book and they've impacted you through their writing and you're so eager to meet that person the brains behind that journey in the novel or the self-help book um it kind of takes you somewhere else and i think that that's what a lot of our customers are looking forward to yes. although i have to say i give a big shout out to the sharjah international book fair because they're the ones that helped us do this of course. Um, and we're doing it in collaboration with them um so they've done all the hard work and we've just kind of come along and said hi we're doing some signings too um awesome. so yeah, Arawi has collaborated with the book fair to do this and we're we're super psyched. So let's go through this uh, without further ado. Uh, November 2nd is when it starts. And this is like, this is starting with a bang. This is incredible. 
Indeed. So this Friday, we've got a South African freedom fighter who's launching his book in the UAE in Arrawi. Now, when I first met this man in London, I couldn't believe the story he was telling me. Um, So he started off in South Africa um, during the apartheid and he joined the movement and he was one of the first to house Nelson Mandela. He was put on death row. He was then exiled. He then trained with Martin Luther King and Che Guevara and all the big names during that time Um, and then ended up in London, um, settled there and he's now telling everybody his story which is just phenomenal for someone to go through such a journey with such remarkable people and then come down to Arawi and tell us all about it. It's phenomenal. This is happening on November the 2nd. So obviously... Most people would not have read this book. This is Amin Kaji. Kaji, did that's I say right. right? Yeah. Um, his book is uh, Fordsburg Fighter: The Journey of an MK Volunteer. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Most people would never have heard of him. No. But it is so worth going down to Arawi. This is six to eight p.m. Um, at Arawi. That's right. It's free, I think, to get in. It is. And with every book purchase, we're giving away an Arawi voucher. So for all of our signings, if you come down, you buy the book, you get it signed, we'll give away an Arawi voucher. So you can come back and buy some more books. Just uh, phenomenal. So uh, you, you need to head down there. You need to listen to this man's story. Um, uh, when you talk about life-changing, this would definitely be life-changing. It's just just to have that window into a whole completely different time and place and really legends of of social justice Absolutely. you know we're talking about here at that time we were listening to the voices of Nelson Mandela and all of the great names during the apartheid in South Africa. But he was one of the first Indian South Africans to do this. He was the first one to be put on death row and to be exiled. Um, now, all of that has been cleared and he moves in and out of South Africa all the time, just to put that yeah. out there. Um, but it was it's just a remarkable story, such a journey, um, so much he gave up for his country. Um, tragic um, some happy times, some funny times, some remarkable times. Um, but it's it's something that we can all look back on and be like, how did you do that? You know, like we, we live in the modern day world now where everything, alhamdulillah, is, you know, very easy for us. So easy. Yeah. Um, and just to hear the struggles that he went through is just unbelievable. Yeah, like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. I can't wait for this. It's happening this Friday. That's right. November the 2nd. This is the first of your uh, book signings that you've got. Uh, November, we've just uh, got news of November the 3rd, Saturday. What's happening on Saturday? Oh, we're super excited about this one as well. So um, His Excellency Omar Gabash is coming to Arawi to do a panel discussion and a book signing on his book, Letters to a Young Muslim. Now, I know this book is already such a big seller around the world. Um, and he very nicely agreed to come down to Rawi and do this book signing. So that is on the 3rd of November, Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. 4 to 6 p.m. Yes. So please don't miss out. All of these sessions are free, right? Yes. All of the sessions are free. So you can come down and listen to him. No problem. Um, obviously, you buy the book and yeah. get it signed. And the then you get a voucher. Free. Yeah. Books buy the are not books. free. Please buy the books. <laughs> Don't ask me for free ones. <laughs> you need to buy. But he's he is um, a phenomenal speaker. Uh, His Excellency uh, Omar Saif Robash. He um, really is. I I had the opportunity of going to one of his sessions at the Emirates Literature Festival, and it was absolutely fantastic. They were sold out. They you couldn't get in. You That's couldn't right. get into that. That um, was sold out well before 
the sessions. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, it, you know, his story is an extraordinary one because he is, of course, um, the UAE's ambassador to Russia. To France uh, now. And to France yeah. now. Um, but... You know, so he he has that understanding of what it's like to live between cultures, um, and which is really central to the experience of so many of us now. Absolutely. And how to deal with the world. I think you and I, especially Sally, understand this coming from, you know, like Australia yourself and Ireland. Um, we all struggled with the things that he wrote about in the book. Um, and to have someone put it down on paper and kind of guide you is is really lovely. And I think when my parents read the book and when my father read the book, he said, I think every man should give this to either his son or daughter because at one point in your life now, you're going to face this. Um, so I think it's it's a beautiful sentiment to his sons and it's just really helpful for all of us. So we're really, really happy um, that he's coming down to Rawi. So don't miss it. It's 4.30 to 6 and he... And all of the information will be on our Instagram. So any updates or changes, you can see it there. And it's free. So, you know, you don't have to book. You can just come along. This amazing avocado toast. Did we mention that? <laughs> I think we're going to mention that about 20,000 times. Uh, we've already talked about it today. But really uh, phenomenal. These are phenomenal people. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about some of the big names in Arabic literature, which are also coming uh, right after this uh, you're listening to Life Beats on Pulse 95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking books with Zora Qureshi this morning and uh, the big lineup that they've got of book signings at Rawi Restaurant as part of the Sharjah International Book Fair. Now you've got Najwa Zebian. Tell me more about her. Oh, she's got such an amazing following. Um, she has a, a, an amazing story as well. A bit like ours, only she kind of, she wasn't born in Canada. She moved to Canada and her books are actually inspired by her journey of fitting in and love and pain and just kind of finding your identity in a place where you feel like you don't belong. She's Lebanese Canadian. Um, so her books are already bestsellers um, and we are really thrilled that she's coming down to Arawi. She huge, has a huge following. Huge following. Um, and Predominantly women, I have yeah. to say. Um, a lot of women use her books to help them through any kind of difficult times in their lives. And a lot of testimonials on her website show, um, for example, her book that's called um, In the Nectar of Pain. Uh, a lot of people kind of relate to that heartbreak and how to get through the different stages of heartbreak, which you would not necessarily think you would read a book about. Like You yeah. think you just get through it. Um, but she kind of gives you the steps and how people can relate to her as a young woman going through something like this. So, yeah, I think it's it's a really nice um, uh, sentiment for all of the women around here to come down and see. And she is, of course, um, somebody who uh, is very proudly Muslim. Absolutely, uh, yeah. In Canada as well. And she speaks about that a lot, you know, what it's like to wear the hijab, um, what it's like to, to, you know, be judged every single day on the outside and, uh, and dealing with that and dealing, like you said, uh, Zora, with identity as well. But it's so many different topics, you know, like you said, it's about love, it's about pain, it's about loving yourself yeah. as well. Uh, she talks about that, but she talks about it in such a compelling way. 
Um, she's quite remarkable, really amazing. Uh, let's hear from her now. This is, here is a gift from me to you. Here is the gift of understanding. When you are in a room full of people looking right past the pain inside of you, here is the gift of me too. When you feel that you are the only one who feels the way that you do, here is the gift of kindness. When the world bundles up its heartlessness and throws it at you, here is the gift of love. When you feel that the only love that you deserve is that which others believe you are worthy of, here is the gift of mind platter from me to you. Of course, mind platter is uh, the name of her book, her uh, first book before the Nectar of Pain. Um, uh, so uh, amazing. You can pick up those books uh, at Arawi. You can, yeah. And yeah. you can get them signed by Najwa herself on Sunday the 4th. Cannot wait to meet her. Yeah, Phenomenal. me neither. Phenomenal. Amazing. Uh, so she is definitely one to look out for. That is 4 to 6 p.m. on, uh, that is on Sunday. That's Sunday right. the 4th yep. of November. Uh, on the 5th of November, we have uh, the writer uh, who has just won the 2018 International Prize for Arabic Fiction None other than the legendary Ibrahim Nasrallah. I know. <laughs> I'm a bit it's starstruck. Like you don't need to say anything else. I know. It's just a name. And I'm thinking that everybody should just pitch up a tent outside Arawi because it's just one day after the other. I said to you, did, what did I just say to you? Yeah. I you're said gonna I'm going to come and live, live yeah. at Arawi for a whole week. We might not let you sleep inside, but, <laughs> you know, Zora. you can come in at breakfast. Thanks. <laughs> I still get my avocado toast. I'm Just yeah, so upset. We'll, de- we'll deliver it to you. Um, yeah, but Ibrahim's coming down to Arawi. Um, and again, um, a big, big name here in the Gulf and around the world because a lot of his books have now been translated into other languages. Yes. Um, but the book that he's going to be signing at is his, he has his classics in Arawi already. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Second War of the Dog is his uh, prize winning book recently. Mm-hmm. So he will be doing a little blurb from that and then he will be answering anybody's questions and signing their books. Imagine having that on your bookshelf. Just, you know, another really phenomenal name and he's not just an uh, an author, a novelist. Uh, he is a poet, of course, a professor, a painter, a photographer. He is so many different things. Um, something that uh, I was reading uh, that he was talking about recently is um, he was saying that we don't write about love anymore. We should be writing more about love as if it's irrelevant but actually he goes it's everything um, i think he's gonna have to convert me because i'm not one of those people are you really about love yeah are you really i'm one of those ice queens oh you know my goodness somebody needs to come and have I changed my never mind thought. yeah Zora i know Qureshi, ice queen <laughs> we're gonna have to do something about that and i'm sure ibrahim nasrallah is the man to do something about that maybe so on, i must tell him i i don't agree with you he might on monday the 5th of november yeah at come down and see us battle that one out by 6 p.m we're gonna see a different zora Qureshi. <laughs> a romantic movie i don't know i doubt it do you know what but it's it's interesting because I, I do know you and you're the kind of person who likes substance who likes struggle who likes to see 
you know, interesting stories and pain. Aren't you? Oh my God. My, if my parents are listening to me, they're going to be like, Sally, you're so right. Because <laughs> when we watch drama, I'd be like, but nobody died in this one. <laughs> and my parents are like, what is wrong with you? Um, you yeah. are one of those people. I know you. But this is this is where maybe love I need is full like, of that though. Yeah. Love, proper, true love. My sister would agree with you. full of that. I think I need to maybe look into this. I think you do. I Maybe Nedra can also help me. Maybe I'll read her book. We need to uh, go to a break. <laughs> but we're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, Greg Malouf. Oh, yes. I'm so excited that he's coming to Adrawi. Uh, he will also be here on Life Beats. He will. I'm so excited. Before, uh, this is a big dinner that he's actually having at Adrawi. We're going to be giving you all of the details about this and more next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Talk about radio. It's Pulse 95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. 95. Talking books with Zora Qureshi. She is the director at Al Rawi Restaurant uh, because tomorrow, of course, is the opening of the Sharjah International Book Fair. I'm so excited. Uh, But you've got some brilliant names coming through. We've already gone through uh, some of those, Zora. We've got uh, Ibrahim Nasrallah coming in. Uh, Najwa Zebian is going to be there. Uh, Of course, His Excellency Omar Saif Robash, uh, Amin Kaji, uh, the freedom fighter from South Africa. Uh, But a fabulous, fabulous man is going to be serving everybody dinner at Al-Rawi on Friday, the 9th of November. I feel like you should drop the mic now, like, boom. I know. <laughs> should we say his name first and then drop the mic? Greg Maloof. Boom. Boom. I can't make a <laughs> mic drop noise. They would kill me if I properly dropped the mic here. But you Yeah, know, let's not do that. He's just amazing. Amazing. He's, a, you know, the, the chef, uh, Greg Maloof. Uh, he's going to be launching a book of his own. Yes. Yeah, so it's his eighth cookbook. Um, it's all about desserts, yay! <laughs> and um, sorry, and um, he is also doing a dinner that night. So Michelin star chef Greg Malouf is taking over Arawi on the 9th of November. Mm-hmm. So the evening starts with his book launch and his book signing. So you can come Sukkar. down. Sukkar. Yes, and we're actually one of the first to get it. So really, yes, his book's not even in the market yet. You so heard it right here. You did. Yep, Arawi. Uh, and he's going to be on the show, in fact, the day before he comes over to Arawi. He's yes. going to be here on Life Beats with me. I'm so excited to talk to him. I'm so like... He is a character. Love it. Love it. He is fabulous. He is. He's so offbeat and he's just, he's a lot of fun. He's an artist in his uh, craft. He is. Uh, uh, of cooking, uh, of uh, his culinary expertise is amazing. Um, of course, he's Australian, but Lebanese you know, again, somebody who, you know, understands multiple cultures and brings that into his food uh, and really, really innovates uh, in such a beautiful way. We just actually finished his tasting last week. Cause no. We, you know, it's such a hard job. You know, <laughs> I have to try all this food before these people I just, come. I need to swap places <laughs> with you. This is just, yeah, it's not working out for me. <laughs> so uh, we did his tasting and... Um, I said, look, chef, we need to do a couple of dishes. I need to know what you're serving up. You know, what if I don't like it? As if. (laughs) 
And um, so he made this beautiful. I love how you said that to Greg Maloof. That is just so funny. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, he's great. Um, <laughs> so basically he did this beautiful aubergine dip with Gouda cheese and chili flakes. And I don't, even, I don't know what else is in it. And then he made these beautiful Parmesan crisps to dip in it. That's on the menu, by the way. Oh, my um, it was amazing. Oh my gosh. It was really. Did, did you get to day, taste of the desserts he's going to be serving up yes. or what? What? Tell so, us clues. Clues. Yep. Um, a beautiful, beautiful saffron sorbet ice cream with uh, grilled pineapple. I love grilled pineapple. It's just, it's a beautiful compliment to each other. And then he does this beautiful marinette, um, kind of like, uh, I'm trying to get the word, but it's not coming out. It's almost like a shortbread biscuit, but it's not. Mm. It's not there. It's not happening right it's now. Like a biscotti thingy going on? No. Maybe no. it's more of a like um. It's like a thin, a very thin oh. uh, marinette biscuit that goes with the ice cream. Okay. So when you look at it, you're like, "This is beautiful. It looks like a work of art." And then you eat it, and it tastes like a work of art. Wow. Yeah. So his and those are those are recipes from his new book. So um. The dinner's going to be fantastic, and he's doing something really beautiful as well. Uh, one table is for pre- friends of cancer patients, so all of the money for those ticket sales will go to that charity. And he's also auctioning off his original manuscripts. Um, so the first one that he wrote, unedited or whatever, and he's going to auction it off for the evening for friends of cancer patients. So it's How almost amazing. Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful um, sentiment from his side. So we're really excited. Get your tickets for this dinner because he is going to be there. It's from 6.30 to 9.30 on Friday the 9th That's right. of November. Um, uh, it is a four-course meal that you'll be getting uh, for that. And, of course, uh, supporting uh, cancer patients, friends of cancer as well. Uh, get down there and bid for that amazing manuscript. Now, moving on to um, Akhil Sharma. Yes. 10th of November. I know it's all happening. I'm trying to keep up now because I'm trying to think. He's an Indian-American author, and I just find him absolutely fascinating. Uh, and he's a professor of creative writing as well. Um, his first published novel, An Obedient Father, won the 2001 Hemingway Foundation Pen Award. Uh, his second book, Family Life, won the 2015 Folio Prize and 2016 International Dublin Literary Award. As well, I mean... Amazing. Absolutely. Let's hear a little bit from the man himself about how he wrote his first book. I was eight when I came when we came to America, my brother was twelve. When he was fourteen and I was ten, we were visiting my aunt in Virginia and he dived into a swimming pool and he struck his head on the bottom of the pool and he remained underwater for three minutes. And this caused massive brain damage. Oftentimes when I was walking around, I would talk to God. At one point I imagined God asking me, would I change places with my brother? And I immediately thought no. And that filled me with shame. I remember thinking that thought and suddenly thinking, oh, I'm bad. I can't be trusted. And literally sort of like something snapping. And after that, I became somebody who watched himself, who became sort of hyper vigilant about himself. And so that sense of guilt about everything became part of my nature. You know, when I thought, okay, I'm going to write a book, I, it seemed natural to me to write about somebody who was guilty. I began writing it when I went to Stanford. I had just turned 21. I got there about a month before classes started, and I didn't know how to write it, how to begin writing a book. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll write five pages a day, and once I'm done with the, you know, in two months, I'll be done with the novel. I didn't know how to come up with plot. I didn't know how to do anything. 
I was looking for, a, for somebody who would be guilty appropriately. You know, there's that Henry James saying that it doesn't matter whether a character is good or bad, it's, it's really is the character interesting. So that's sort of how I began to sort of figure out how to write about somebody like Ram Karan. Because he's the criminal, he is at the, he's the, at the center of a lot of action. And I also gave him a sensibility that, that was quite refined. His guilt makes him very sensitive to things. The fact that he's punishing himself is one of the reasons that we forgive him. You know, because he's doing to himself what we would do to him. And it was a very conscious sort of uh, matching of history. To me, molestation and the betrayal of India by politicians felt like the same thing. That, you know, that they're, that they're trusted to do their best for this country and they have not behaved appropriately. I don't really know how one gets through a big project, you know. I don't know how you get through all those years of being lost. If you want the book to succeed, even to the extent of being published, even to the extent of being workable, then you've really trapped yourself. Because it, you know, there's a strong chance that the book won't get done, it won't be any good. At some point I realized this was not going to be my life. I was not going to be a writer. When the book got published, I had somehow thought that I would be, that the book would be recognized as this work of genius and my life would change. You know, I didn't really know what happened when, you, when a book comes out. It got excerpted in the New Yorker and then it was reviewed in the New York Times and everybody seemed very surprised and pleased by it. And I kept thinking that, you know, if you write a good book, of course these things will, should happen. Now I realize that you can write a, a good book and it can completely vanish. And so now I feel much more appreciative of my luck. He's just such a, a fascinating man. There's no other way of putting it with uh, Akhil Sharma. So softly spoken, but such deep and complex ideas that he shares. I think so. And I think a lot of young writers can relate to him because how he started is like how every writer really starts because you don't know if you're going to make it. Yeah. You don't know if your book's good enough. A lot of people will tell you it's not. Um, and the fact that he's gone on and won these awards and written really beautiful literature, like his his novels are so creative and they paint the picture on the page. You know, the way those, you know, those novels that really make you imagine. And, yes. and then I hope they don't go and make it a film because they usually ruin it. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, his warning from Zora. <laughs> his uh, no, his books and his novels are are phenomenal. And we're really, really pleased that he's coming down to Rawi. Um, and that's a good one for all young writers to come down and see because he'll give you great tips mm. um, of how to start out and what struggles he went through. I know all authors go through it, but he, he seems to bring it up a lot during his his discussions and his panel talks. We're going to come back in just a moment and uh, talk about Jane Austen in Pakistan. It's not what you expect. This is really, really interesting. I love all of the stuff you got going on at Rawi. <laughs> you picked some of the best. Uh, you're going to be hearing about that next on Life Beats. Talk about radio. It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. All right, an amazing lineup that is coming to Arawi Restaurant as part of the Sharjah International Book Fair. It starts tomorrow at the book fair uh, and the events and the book signings and uh, the talks and the dinners start on the 2nd of November. It is so exciting. Zora Qureshi is here giving us all of the details today, revealing some fantastic names. Um, Jane Austen, 
in Pakistan. This is so interesting. I love this. Tell me more. I think this is fantastic. When I first saw this book, I just thought this is amazing because you do, you naturally think of Jane Austen and Britain and oh the empire and I don't right. know what right and you think of all these lo- lovely little proper ladies waiting for Mr Darcy to come along yes. <laughs> um, and then you think how does that work in Pakistan right but thinking about it it does Laleen Sakura has uh, found out that it she has made it work in fact um, she's written her book Ostenistan 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 yeah um, she is British Pakistani. She is, yeah. She's a writer, um, a media personality, and founder of the Jane Austen Society of Pakistan. When you think about it, when you think about it, the the way that um, kind of society functioned uh, in the late nineteenth century with uh, Jane Austen, uh, and the way <laughs> that uh, that maybe Pakistani society functions, and the way that uh, girls. Uh, are courted and get married and the way that it's thought about there are actually a lot of parallels there is you know I actually went to a wedding four years ago in Pakistan and you know now now when I when I saw um Leline's book I thought this is quite true the way the women are set up um, and the way they go through so you know some girls actually are waiting for Mr. Darcy you know that's still happening I'm not saying everywhere um, and I think this happens in high society so I'm talking yes. about you know the very rich very wealthy um, upper class um, should we say with you know the pinky in the air and drinking <laughs> your cup of tea um, but I think she's hit it she's hit the nail on the head with this one I think she's gone and kind of exposed this a little bit more and said look guys this is how society kind of is in Pakistan and this is how it's relatable. And I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's a real kind of, I don't know, it's a kind of an open-eyed piece on how society works in a different part of the world. Like you're thinking of Britain so far away yeah. and then you're thinking of Pakistan right bang smack in the middle of Asia and you're thinking, how does that work? So she's coming down to Rawi on the 11th uh, between 4 and 6 p.m. to talk about this. And I don't think this is just aimed at Pakistanis. I think anybody who likes a bit of Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice or Jane Eyre is going to enjoy this. Completely. Uh, Let's hear from her about uh, setting up uh, the uh, contemporary Pakistani version of uh, Jane Austen's Austenistan. So first let me tell you how I know Lameen. She is my very close cousin's best friend. And so she'd been coming to my house ever since I was 11, 12. And when I found out that she was putting together the society, and that too on Jane Austen, who I admired and loved so much, I was so thrilled. I mean, I pretty much didn't have a choice. Laleen's my sister, and we both loved the same things. Club queen on the downtown scene, prowling around in a little over a year ago, we were in Islamabad. Uh, we were, it was the tail end of one of our meetups. And uh, one of our early members, Sophia, and she was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we wrote something together? And I said, oh my God, it would be amazing. It's like a bucket list. So I reached out to people who I thought had the potential to be good writers, uh, just by instinct. I mean, it would, could have been like, you know, somebody with an interesting Facebook post or somebody who's written something interesting in the press. Oh my God, it's such a ripoff, but I did it on purpose because there are a lot of young girls reading our book and now they're inspired to read Pride and Prejudice. And um, 
I wanted to tell younger girls, a younger version of myself, that you're going to be married for a very long time. But this is this time will never come back. I created a, a Pakistani version of Lady Susan. Um, but I, I think maybe I made her a little more sympathetic because I wanted to make sure that the readers would like her enough to read her story. English-speaking countries and non-English-speaking countries have reached out and said, we want to buy it, when is it going to be out in our country? And it's been out first here in South Asia and the subcontinent, thanks to Bloomsbury India. We really hope to reach the rest of the world this year in every language possible. The response has been so encouraging that we all want to write novels now and we're getting offers. So yeah, I can't, I can't deny it. It's, it's pretty great. There you go. That's uh, how the Jane Austen Society in Pakistan came about and the book as well. Should we start one here? Such a huge hit. I feel like you are the perfect person to do that. <laughs> I don't think so. You are. You are. I, I just realized. Oh, wow. You are the Elizabeth Bentley. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. That's Should I be you. complimented right now? Oh my gosh, here we go. I just realized. It started here. This is Pride and Prejudice kind of playing out here. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling we're going to continue this conversation another day. We've run out of time, Zora. We this have. This is amazing, amazing. Um, so we're looking forward to it. All of the details will be on your social media. Yes, for and on Anarawi. our website. And if you f didn't hear all of it, you can come back to the podcast and hear all of the amazing names that are coming to Al-Rawi as part of the Sharjah International Book Fair. Zora, thank you so much. A pleasure as always. And that's it for us on Life Beats today. We are going to be back tomorrow with Ruh Al-Alam. He is an award-winning calligrapher uh, from London. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. Uh, plus, uh, Mike and Viv are going to be back, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. See you again tomorrow from 10 a.m. Have a fabulous day. Ninety five. Pulse, Pulse ninety five. The heart of Sharjah.